0: Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married or have been married for years, we wanna share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage.
1: Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together.
0: Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Marriage. Welcome to episode 42 of Destination Marriage. I'm Jackie. And I'm Tommy. And we are thrilled you have joined us on this journey today
1: indeed so for today's episode we are titling it finances the great divide question mark meaning should it be is it and what can you do as a married couple to Mm -hmm. manage all sorts of financial situations good bad hopefully not ugly (laughs) um you know so what we want to kind of focus on is some some very particular kind of issues that a lot of couples face in mm-hmm. marriage. Um, talk a little bit about like, uh, you know, what are, how can you get off on a good foot if you're just getting married? And then how do you manage like very sp- specific situations? So yeah. um, the reason we thought this episode would be re- really kind of helpful mm-hmm. is because of the impact finances has on marriage. Right. Right. And so I looked up a few stats mm-hmm. and I'd always heard uh, that that be, after infidelity, that financial issues are the number one leading cause of divorce. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Does that um, makes sense. You know what?
0: I had actually. I I remember. I think we had discussed that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. As, as far as like the leading cause, and in the beginning, I I thought really. I I, I don't know. Right? Like years ago, I felt like that just seems odd to cause me. Because you think
1: of the the horrible things, right? Like. Like Infidelity. I, well, I mean, that's yeah, that's I mean, like I a just, no-brainer.
0: Yeah, or just I don't know, spousal abuse. I, right. I think of other like things that are things. kind of a little bit more um of a deal breaker than you know we're a little tight this month. <laughs> yeah, gotta go. I don't know. So, but now that we've been married for such a long time, I and obviously we've we've gone through the kind of ups and downs of you know finance, especially because we have a lot of variables with our income. Right. Um, I could see that if, yeah, you're not on solid ground, how that could potentially cause a shakeup that there's no coming back from.
1: Yeah, so one study by TD Ameritrade uh, found that 41% of divorced Gen Xers and 29% of boomers Mm -hmm. say they ended their marriage due to disagreements about money. Another study in the Journal of Family Relationships states, and this is about 4,500 couples, states that arguing about money early on in, in your relationship may be the number one predictor of whether or not you end up divorced.
0: Hmm, That's interesting.
1: Right? Yeah. So it's, I think to your point about, you know, what you said about arguing, it's like, I think it's, it leads into and, and grows and boils over eventually Mm -hmm. and kind of creates all sorts of other issues within a marriage that maybe aren't necessarily specifically money related. Yeah. Right. And so what we were kind of talking about is, okay, well, wh- where could that go, right? And mm-hmm. so one of the studies that Ramsey Solutions looked at is uh, when they did a big survey of about a thousand different couples is, is kind of the downstream effect of that stress from financial situations, mm-hmm. how it, in uh, that kind of that crushing burden of debt, mm-hmm. how it just leads to a lot of times a lack of communication and then, uh, which then leads to arguments mistrust all sorts of things it's kind of this this domino effect of of the impact of money
0: Mm -hmm. which it could also be you know once you start feeling that like you said maybe that crushing burden of debt well maybe they're not trying to be calculated and not having the conversation or hiding something, but maybe they're just avoiding it altogether because if I don't look at the mess in the corner, it's not really there. (laughs) Head
1: in the sand, right? (laughs) Well, and, and so that's where, so we, let's, let's focus on like kind of that lack communication. And this is, I think is really important for whether you're just getting married, been married for a long time Mm -hmm. is really recognizing that lack of communication, how that, where that could go and where that could take the other person mm-hmm. or take both both spouses, right? Yeah. Um. I think a big piece of that is that distrust that it creates. Um. Now, lack of communication can kind of create a perceived distrust. Like, there's a distrust because why are they being quiet about why? Aren't, what aren't they telling me?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, where is the money going where, if they're yeah. hiding money? You right. know, what, what are they doing with the money if I'm not actually seeing where the money is going?
1: Yeah. Or if you ask... You know, hey, maybe one spouse kind of just manages the finances and, and they mm-hmm. just are very shifty about, you know, talking through it and not showing stuff like that. That There could be a real issue there. Yeah. Or just maybe a control issue or maybe the one spouse that manages the money is totally on the up and up. But if you're not communicating with the spouse, it leaves mm-hmm. everybody in the in the dark.
0: I could see how it would really be a control issue. Could um, be. Yeah. And maybe not initially, maybe not initially when you first get married Mm -hmm. but um maybe eventually down the line it could be a control issue if that person just feels like you know they're making those decisions and you just have to roll with it especially if you know one is the contributor Mm -hmm. um and the other is not financially you know if, if one's working and the other one is not maybe they feel like well it's their money um and they make the decisions I, right. know, I mean, there's a million ways I yeah. can go, but yeah. but yeah, that can cause a lot of uh, distrust, especially if there's zero communication.
1: Yeah, and then there's real distrust that's re- that's that's warranted, mm-hmm. right? Because of of actual money issues that that one or the other spouse has has committed or is committing, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked about a few things like uh, secret spending.
0: Yeah. Well, I actually had worked with somebody. I think I told you <laughs> this. This is nuts. This is a long time ago, um, and I was in a different industry, but I was in sales. I was working with someone else who had been married for a few years. I still very early on in the marriage. I want to say maybe three years married, and their spouse was looking to potentially leave them and file for divorce because she had had an issue with online gambling, and I mean like serious online gambling right. late at night would open the computer and basically just blow hundreds of if not thousands of dollars and you know they're early on in their marriage young just starting out um and i'm sure there are multiple conversations that happened when he was asking her to stop or even get help but she was literally gambling away their entire life and he was working to basically support her gambling habit i mean it it became that secret spending Mm -hmm. and i mean look at the damage you know, at that time, I think they had maybe a new baby to also provide for. I right. Mean, what do you do with that? You know,
1: it's it's real. It's a real issue on its on its face, but yeah. it's also that distrust then that is created mm-hmm. and and could be avoided, right?
0: Right. I mean, it's well, not fair for you to put your spouse or your family, if you have a family, at risk. Because right. of your poor financial decisions,
1: right? I mean, and, and gambling now—you have talked about an addiction issue too. Like that—that's <laughs> a lot of. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, ways it could go, right? there's a
0: lot of things <laughs> going yeah. on in that situation. But at
1: the but core the secret of it, spending, right? Like the that, yeah. Spending and in in or having a credit card and and buying things that mm-hmm. uh, eventually it comes out, right? Like if you got to pay that debt, like that debt's going to be owed, right? And so now you've got, you know. What if the other spouse, it's totally under control, but the other spouse finds out about it and mm-hmm. it, it just perceived, it's not a financial deal killer, but it's a, it's a trust issue.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, just a little funny thing. I saw this, um, this doormat for your front door <laughs> and it was like, um, dear Amazon, please hide packages from husbands
1: <laughs> Well, yeah.
0: That's just a silly, I mean, but yes, it can be to an extreme where you're taking your credit card, hitting up Louis Vuitton, buying mm-hmm. a full set of luggage, you know, $10,000 later, your husband's like, what's going on? You know, gets the bill or, you know, 10 grand is now racked up on a credit card.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it, it leads perfectly into our first topic of like real topic as far as uh, what we want to talk about today. Yeah. And that is how do you get off to a good start financially? in your marriage as a team most Mm -hmm. importantly right yeah so uh, I think it's there's a few things to kind of make sure you have good communication with your uh, fiance let's say at the time or even when you first get married Mm -hmm. is really try to understand who each other is as far as you know typically they say there's a saver and a spender yeah but for us what we found is uh, I'm a saver and a spender on some things you're a saver and a spender on other things
0: yeah I don't think one of us is the saver and one of us is absolutely the spender. Mm-hmm. Be- and But I, I will say, just of myself, um, compared to where we were when we first got married, I'm definitely more of a saver now I think than so. I was coming into the marriage. Sure. And just because... I don't know I live and learn I guess you know learned experiences as we've grown as husband and wife and also as I've grown in my career yeah you know the importance of saving (laughs) well we've learned I I mean
1: we'll talk about a little bit later but we've learned some hard lessons Mm -hmm. with being on you know variable income because of sales right right and so how do you that's a whole different episode but (laughs) but I think uh now, that could go to extremes, too, with the savers. I, and I would agree with you, by the way, I mm-hmm. but reverse. I've probably become more of a spender and than, a, than a, since we've been married. To the point yes. where sometimes you're like, why did you do that?
0: I'll be like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like if you made a large purchase at Home Depot or something.
1: Right. Whereas, you know, tw- 15 years ago, I wouldn't have even thought about it. But you're, you know, I sometimes I'll just buy stuff. Or it's funny. I guess the point is... Mm-hmm have that conversation up front with your spouse right yeah. and so it'll it'll be our soon to be spouse it'll be really helpful in just kind of establishing sort of how your household's going to work right Right. But you
0: honestly, Tommy, you do know if I'm going to spend. What am I going to spend on?
1: Well, that's what's funny, right? So if I that we were just talking about, if I came home and said, "Babe, I just booked us on a five thousand dollars vacation," you'd be like, "Sweet, when are we leaving?" <laughs> but if I came home and said, "I you know I just spent five thousand dollars on something else," you would give me the eyebrow and you'd be like, "What the hell are you doing? Why would you spend that money?" You know, even though it's the same amount of money. But, the, but
0: to me, it's like, yeah, if you were to spend a, five grand at Home Depot, I, I would say put it back in the I car. I got a or new tractor. Right. I, don't, I mean, but yeah, to me, a vacation, something that we'll have forever. It's a memory. Something about, you know, an experience to me is priceless. Um, I agree. You could probably say you spend $10,000 on a vacation and I would not flinch. I'd be like, this is going to be amazing. Boy. And
1: I think that's one <laughs> of those. That's that's honestly, I think one of the things where I've sort of molded to you and appreciate about you is that like how important the experiences are and that it's more vi- if we have X dollars and spending it on something that's going to build family and build a, an ex- build a, our experience, you know, mm-hmm. create a memory yeah. or memories. It, Definitely can be, I've definitely molded to you on that. I I didn't, I never viewed it that way prior.
0: I just view it as, you know, think about when you're in your rocking chair and you're old, are you going to think about whatever you purchased at Home Depot for five grand or that amazing trip Mm -hmm. that you took to Capri? I don't know. And we're not talking
1: about being like, like, you know, irresponsible with money. We're just saying like understanding, understanding kind of. Your your each of your mentality and your approach to money mm-hmm. and agreeing on that and understanding it with each other I think is really important. Mm-hmm. All right, babe. What about understanding what's mine, what's yours, what's ours?
0: So what's mine is mine, and what's yours is mine. <laughs> right there, you go. Next point. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Question <taste>. answered.
1: <laughs> but I think the, the I think the maybe the first one on this list that you would need to address is. Uh, Separate or joint checking accounts, mm-hmm. right? It's a big one. Our approach has been joint since day one. Now you have your business account, right? And right. I, I right. had a business account because I was running all my expenses through it, and then in, mm-hmm. you know just to keep, well, yeah, even though made, they were reimbursed, it just made it cleaner. Um, well,
0: a business account shouldn't be a joint account. That's different, guess, right? That's sure. Different.
1: No, but I have visibility into your business account, and it's yeah. all under one. We're st- it's all the same bank. It's just separate accounts. Uh, our personal take is that we recommend a joint checking account. Mm-hmm. It just, it's part of that covenant of being together as one. Mm-hmm. We're not going to argue against people that have no, separate I mean, there's checking plenty accounts. No, that
0: they have separate checking accounts, but what works well for us is to have a joint account. We have complete transparency on our finances where we are and where right. we're headed with that.
1: And we have complete transparency across the board with our finances. Mm-hmm. All the credit cards. All the all you know, our bank account, everybody we we know our logins and everything. I think that's crucial. I really mm-hmm. do think that's important because uh I mean I'm not gonna we think it's important, right? There yeah. I know there's different opinions on it. Uh I think at least even if you do have separate accounts, there should be some some transparency around that though. Right? Yeah, I
0: don't really see how I don't know if everything was secretive. Let's say it wasn't joint. Let's say we did not have a joint account. Okay, because mm-hmm. there's obviously listeners that don't share a joint account. Right. If you're not sharing exactly where you are, bottom line, with checking your savings or even your outstanding debt, I don't really see how you would be able to financially plan for your current situation or your right. future. With a question I mark. think it's unwise. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what do you think about like a very rigid? You know, one spouse pays these bills out of their account. One spouse pays for these bills each month.
0: I've actually heard of that a lot. Right. I know a lot of people that do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of people that, you know, one spouse manages all of the um, grocery spending. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so honestly, I think if, if maybe that's agreed upon and it's really just to manage kind of the weight that's on your shoulders versus mine. And there's no outside spending of what the agreed upon amount will be, whether it's for groceries, clothing, you know, sure. fun money. I think if you're sticking to that and there's no deceitful, you know, behind yeah, that's the, the key scenes right? spend, like, yeah. is making if as it's, long used, as it doesn't it's open a door right. you know, for one to obviously deceive the other. I think it's OK if it works well. Yeah. If
1: it works for your, yeah. your household. OK. Like, I mean, it is what it is. I just think if if I had the choice, it should be. If uh, given those two scenarios, I would uh, I would argue that a joint checking account, agreed upon budget, mm-hmm. transparency is more valuable for the marriage mm-hmm. long term than having separate accounts.
0: But yeah,
1: I think the the point there is to uh, have you know when we're we're talking about starting out on a good foot is establish that that mm-hmm. upfront. And have communication about why if someone wants a joint separate account why is there an emotional component mm-hmm. is there a they learned a hard lesson from their parents or their mm-hmm. you know understand why that's the issue sometimes maybe i don't know that's the way my parents did it mm-hmm. you know or Vice versa. So just just have those conversations and establish that, so that you can focus on the, the all the other stuff in your marriage that are mm-hmm. you're gonna need to work through too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
0: and it it is a little bit different, I will say, because you and I kind of came into our marriage basically, you know, at the same point in our life, right? Mm-hmm. The same starting point. Um, there are other couples that are coming into the marriage with one having a significant amount of financial stability. They could be further along in their career. They sure. could have had family inheritance. There's a lot of other elements there that I I could especially if somebody came into a marriage and they were left with um, you know, a lot of financial stability because of a parent or a grandparent what they had been left, you know, or given. Yeah. Right. Um, I could see the hesitancy there with not wanting to immediately come into a relationship, you know, in their marriage with, you know, let's share everything that my parents just left me. You know what I mean? Especially because if they feel like it's not truly What they worked for, or they worked for together as husband and wife. I think there's different scenarios where I would understand. Yeah, you could go all sorts of routes. It would give someone pause. But yes, for us, what works best is everything is completely transparent. We share our accounts. We also do, I like, we check in regularly. I know we've talked about doing quarterly things. That's more alongside our goals. But because we are in sales and we have been in sales basically since day one, there are huge increases. You know, at times and sometimes, you know, there's dips. So, you know, you have to check in constantly to make sure that we're still on track to meet those goals. Mm-hmm. And if we should have moments where we want to maybe, you know, step out of that and do something else like a large purchase. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which we will get to in a moment. Mm-hmm. But the last thing I think that uh, we we wanted to bring up that maybe is something that rarely gets talked about on the front end of a, of a marriage mm-hmm. is as you're about to now combine two families. Yeah. Right. Is to have an understanding of how are we going to how are we going to establish our household with respect to expectations from extended family
0: mm-hmm. around
1: finances. Right. Yeah. And so we're not going to go into too much on that, but it's something that we never talked about. We just kind of learned what was happening, what what expectations were or were not, mm-hmm. or what was tradition, you know, within our families. Now there's, there's big swings in what that traditions may look like. I know that there's some cultures where mm-hmm. the, the parents still manage the finances for their adult children, yeah. adult married children. Mm-hmm. And if both husband and wife agree on that, okay. I mean, if that's what you guys do, that's what you guys do. But what could be bad is if you're two months into the marriage and all of a sudden like, um, why is your dad paying all our bills? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, he controls. He has access to my checking account. He can. He mm-hmm. pays all our bills every month. You know, so or vice he's,
0: he's managing their income, right. not paying their bills out of his or manage.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's say managing their income yeah, or managing. Right. Th- right now,
0: if your dad wanted to pay all of our bills, they'd be like, "Awesome! It's amazing."
1: <laughs> but it could be. A, it could I be. Would a, take a, no it, offense. <laughs> it could be an issue. Right. Um, You got to have that conversation, whatever the scenario is. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of an extreme. But I think Mm -hmm. what maybe is more, more, more likely to happen is when someone's in need Mm -hmm. and one family, just the expectation is, yeah, you just help You just give money Mm -hmm. and don't even, you don't even think twice about it. Right. Which is, I'm not, I'm not arguing whether that's right or wrong. I'm arguing that that needs to be communicated with your spouse you are now one it's mm-hmm. one household it's your finance it's you know combined finances yeah where money is going to then help fa- you know family members it needs to be agreed upon mm-hmm. and discussed
0: yeah i don't we're not arguing
1: um not to help not family to help members, or be generous right? or you know yeah.
0: have a compassionate heart to help others it's not it it's more along the lines of Yeah, if you're, and we're talking obviously, if we're talking about really helping someone that's in a a dire straits, Um, if that could put your current situation in financial risk, yeah, that needs to be agreed upon.
1: Yeah, agreed, absolutely, baby. What about large purchases? You want to buy large purchases? So, (laughs) a spouse wants to buy a car.
0: Well, since we're on large purchases, hold on. I had a few things I wanted to run by you real quick. Okay, <laughs> I <hadn't That's> mind.
1: <laughs> we're gonna are we gonna uh, in real time negotiate what we're gonna be spending money on?
0: Yes, we are. I'm just teasing. Um, yeah, large purchases are. I mean, that's a huge thing. For example, this is several years ago, but I wanted to buy a new car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had per- purchased our my I had a Tahoe. Uh, I paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had no car payment, and I really wanted to upgrade my vehicle um we talked about it for a long time I didn't go out and just you know roll up with my new car now I know there's probably situations where that's happened in the marriage where someone's just showing up with a brand new car Mm -hmm. or they want to purchase a vehicle and it's more about
1: a want than a a need right you know
0: than a need um for me, it was probably, maybe a little bit of both. I had had some issues with the previous vehicle that were costing me more than the car was worth. But it yeah. was also a want. but we talked about it. Right, 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 okay. right,
1: that was a big thing. That was a Especially big thing. Especially for things like that, right, that are gonna, you know, how are you gonna pay for it, what are you willing to, to spend, mm-hmm. um, I think. So there's some practical things that we were talking about earlier that I think this is more like sales, you know, negotiating is, it's important to recognize that if you're going to buy furniture or a car or any type of big ticket type of, of um, expense, those salespeople are trained to use spouse to leverage one spouse against the other. They're, they're, they're trained to kind of figure out who's the spender, who wants this, who needs this, who's a heart, you know, who's hard to negotiate with. So a good salesperson is going to try to leverage the spouses against each other. To yeah, emotionally I'm, drive the sale, right?
0: I'm sure from time to time, but to be clear, I I went by myself to buy the Tahoe.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was kind of uh, yeah. No, <laughs> you managed that one. You you uh, that guy had no idea what he was in for. But
0: that was agreed upon. I didn't like just roll up in my new car.
1: Right. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying then. Right. Mm-hmm. Is from a takeaway standpoint, we mm-hmm. recommend agreeing on everything you can possibly think of before before you, you, before you leave the house. Right. Exactly. Right. What you're going to spend, what your walk away amount is, who's going to kind of be the final person to say, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if a good salesperson can try to emotionally leverage one over the other, Mm -hmm. like that's how they get a lot of people. Right. Let me ask you this. Yeah.
0: Just go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Quick question. Do you like to be sold?
1: Do you appreciate uh, a good salesperson? I appreciate, I'm just curious. I appreciate good. Yes, I do. I don't like to be sold, but I mm-hmm. appreciate real, honest, smart salespeople. Yeah. I'm not efforts.
0: talking about a slickster because that's not your approach or mine. I'm just saying, do you like just appreciate, you know, someone else who's selling you a product, you know, like
1: I, I do they, appreciate the process yeah. when someone's doing the process. Well, mm-hmm. um, um, and yeah, I'm probably more likely to buy from that person than I appreciate. They're doing a, an honest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, maybe even if it's a, a kind of a slick process, no, no, honest, you know, honest
0: salesperson, honest sales. Well, I mean, it could obviously. be slick
1: and still be honest, right? Not slick. You're saying slicks are like sleazy. No, no, no. no a I mean slicker is
0: not somebody who's honest. A slicker is somebody who is. <laughs> that's I mean that's <laughs> no, definition. No, I know. What of I mean is like someone sl- who is trying to pull a fast one on you, right?
1: No, what I mean is like someone that's slick, but like wow, they're maybe uh, or witty is better, you know, like mm-hmm. knows how to. Well, they may be strategic, they know the right questions to people. ask, yeah. yeah, to
0: really understand what you want. That's still, that's a good salesperson. Agreed. And I appreciate that. I appreciate the process. Like you mentioned, I appreciate the process, but you know, I just was curious. So <laughs> I just think,
1: right. But what you don't want to ever have is someone see cracks in mm-hmm. your unity because they'll, they'll exploit that. Yeah. Right. And
0: that's why I think if, if you are already having these conversations and, and if you're already agreeing on what the bottom line is that you absolutely are willing to spend or walk away from, then there's probably not an opportunity. There's a, a, a lesser okay um, opening of a door mm-hmm. for that person to see that crack you know, and, <laughs> right. and try to, uh, you know,
1: and then I think when in, when in doubt. If if you're not comfortable or one spouse isn't comfortable, you need to express that quietly mm-hmm. and then sleep on it. Yeah. Walk away. And then, you know, sleep on it in twenty four hours, have a discussion again. Mm-hmm. Don't let it don't let it cause division, right? Well,
0: absolutely not. Don't and let it, it cause division. Yeah. So I would say like evaluate your current financial status. Right. Calculate the potential monthly or annual increase to your bottom line
1: mm-hmm.
0: these are things that we're going to do before you leave the house and you know really decide is this a need or is this a want yeah you know? exactly and even if it let's say it's a want there's nothing wrong with having a want you know but do i need a vacation in santorini yes i do um <laughs> <laughs> well that
1: goes to do
0: i need a new weed whacker yes <laughs> the answer is the yes the answer is yes.
1: No. But that goes to, I think what is a really important part when you're maybe kind of, let's say you do have like a a blessing or a bonus that was unexpected, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's, or if you just have the money saved up and and you're trying to figure out what you want to spend it on, Mm -hmm. I think there's some times where you got to really understand maybe why somebody's pushing, why your spouse is pushing for something so kind of assertively Mm -hmm. and maybe under ask some questions about like what's driving that and maybe it's a good time to just you may want something mm-hmm. they may want something maybe it's more valuable for the marriage in your your you know passion and your kind of trust and all things marriage if you just let the spouse have what they want mm-hmm. right be selfless there i like that right i didn't say i'm gonna do <laughs> it i just said everybody else should do it <laughs> No, I think. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think He's you, you strictly talking
0: to husbands, <laughs> right? Pretty much,
1: <laughs> just let her have it. <laughs> um, Words of wisdom, right there. Right, but I mean, look, there's some real, there's value there for your marriage too. And mm-hmm. just saying, at you know, ten, like you said, at, on your deathbed, are you gonna remember the things you got, or the things that maybe you were able to, you know? that marriage that was built maybe mm-hmm. by being selfless in those yeah. types of scenarios. Um, but you know what each, each, everybody to each his own. But I think there's definitely that, you know, Jackie's points. there really important to get on the same page. Yeah. Right. And, and really talk through that because if you're not on the same page and then it escalates emotionally, mm-hmm. now you've now created an unnecessary argument that's back to, you know, related on finances that if you could have, agreed upon things at the beginning, it could have avoided the situation. Mm -hmm. Whether you end up buying whatever it is or not, right? you can still argue and cause division and purchase the thing or not purchase the thing, so don't cause division.
0: Right, because I think it would take the joy out of the the purchase anyways. Sure it would. You know? Yeah. It's not really worth it.
1: So. Let's switch gears a little bit and just kind of talk through what I think is also fairly relevant, yeah. um, and that's how do you, as a couple, as a as a married couple, um, work through financial trouble, mm-hmm. right? Because back to the the statistics we talked about, it's like yeah, that's the number one kind of, or you know, behind infidelity, it's the number one cause of divorce. But it's also that it's the the stress and the arguing and everything that then kind of grows out of that yeah right so this is a this component is somewhere is is one of those things that can really if you're not careful and you're not you know together can really kind of escalate and and build and build and build into unfortunately divorce
0: yeah
1: right and that's this um, financial trouble mm-hmm. and to be clear what we're not focused on is when one of the spouses is the cause of the financial trouble, right? Like, like the, the gambling, gambling
0: situation. Yeah. Right.
1: Or, you know, they're, they're, they just won't stop spending and blowing money on mm-hmm. whatever shoes. else. Sho- <laughs> I mean, if shoes puts you in that big of a hole financially, it then that's a problem. What
0: kind of shoes you're buying?
1: Well, that's, that would be a problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what I think what we're more, more focused on is, is stuff that's out of your control. Yeah. Right.
0: Like, Life-altering situations that just happen to you. You're not right. looking for it to happen. It right. Just...
1: And you didn't directly cause it because of poor choices or right. those type of things. Right. And so I think that one of the biggest ones would be a job loss. Right. Yeah. Which I think is really poignant for a lot of people from from the pandemic. A lot
0: of people experience a job loss. I had more conversations in my line of work with people that were without a job last year yeah. than I ever have. And all of the yeah, years from of, a in my thing, industry yeah, for the last 10 years, last year, most of my calls were with candidates that had no job
1: and it was an odd time too because there was like an it, what didn't get asked a lot of times mm-hmm. is well why'd you lose your job if you just said yeah they the company laid off everybody because yeah. of the covid right it was, was like it was understood the
0: board. these are high these were high level positions too yeah i'm talking vps i'm not you know sure there were entry level but there were a lot of people that had been with the same company for 15 20 years and all of a sudden without a job yeah, yeah. then what do you do
1: So there's, it's a little different scenario, at least with COVID, because it's not, Mm -hmm. there's not maybe a, there's almost like a collective understanding around the job loss. It doesn't take away the impact financially though, right? Yeah, there's no
0: follow-up question to that. But what it does behind closed doors within a marriage and to a family, depending on where their financial status was to begin with, that could, that could be really detrimental to the relationship and potentially their future.
1: Yeah. And so, uh. We want to kind of talk through real life examples as well as what can you guys do if you're experiencing those types of scenarios and, and what what can help you ensure mm-hmm. that you get through it together right? and not something that then
0: Draw, drives
1: a wedge, drives, you drive a wedge mm-hmm. right? And so we've talked about it before. So last year, my company, mm-hmm. as in as in a lot, we they got uh, about three quarters of the company on a, on a phone call. Mm-hmm. They said be on this phone call, and they laid off everybody. Yeah. just like that. Seventy-five
0: right? percent—that's significant. Yeah,
1: and I know that story is repeated across the country. Has been re- repeated. Yeah, and so, you know, from from our household to yours, like mm-hmm. we have lived through that. Yeah. Right, it's- and there were there were tough times. Mm-hmm. There were times where it could have divided us if we let it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because there, it got emotional.
0: Yeah. How right? could it not? I mean, right? there's so many unknowns around around that.
1: But ultimately it didn't. Mm -hmm. And um I think it's important to to look back and say, well, what did we do? You know, what did we do that was good, bad, what could we have done different? Um and so I think, you know, from my perspective as the person that was was laid off, I think one of the things that I didn't do a good job of at first, but because of kind of self that that self pity and kind of, well, I'm the one that lost the job and and so on it's really I did learn it is I recognize I think it's important to recognize how much added stress that puts on the other spouse Mm -hmm. right and if you don't if you're not careful it can then double down and kind of accelerate some of that division
0: Mm
1: -hmm. would you agree
0: um yeah I mean I would agree obviously because you know you don't it's one of those things where yes we had always had these conversations on our finances were very transparent but i don't think we ever had a conversation around job loss you know does anybody mm-hmm. plan for that did anybody plan for last year no there was nobody really plans for that and then nobody plans for aside from the financial piece the emotional piece you know what does that do to you what does that do to me what does that do to us collectively mm-hmm. so
1: What does it do to our kids? Like all these things, it spills over. It's like a
0: volcano. And and it's like, you know, when you watch like a volcano and the the lava is like slowly, that's basically what (laughs) it's doing. It starts slowly coming out of the volcano until it's covered everything. There's the initial like, holy crap. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need to get this under control because the emotions, especially in a financial situation, you can't allow the financial, I mean, the, the emotional piece to take over. I mean, at that point you really, and we needed to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps not i'm not you know obviously i'm not painting over the fact that yes it was still a very trying time emotionally for you Mm -hmm. or for anybody who is experiencing the job loss directly but if you let that take over then it's going to spill over into the relationship and i think the person who then is holding the weight of potentially at that point being the breadwinner um could feel like they're holding the financial piece on their shoulders and then also your emotional um, baggage yeah, or not uh, well I wouldn't say baggage but not I would baggage, say but, you know just
1: the where the where you that's know, a
0: lot to carry it's you know.
1: a lot to carry and it's, so it's important so back to my point I think it's it's really important to be empathetic and to recognize that you're you know if, if there's a a negative response that you get from your spouse like recognize there is tremendous pressure now put on their shoulders mm-hmm. and when when you talk about not just the, maybe the financial stress, but, and this is both directions, husbands Mm wise, you know, pick your direction, right? It still adds that stress to the other spouse, but it also, what tends to happen Mm -hmm. is you direct your own, you kind of project your own sort of pity, self pity or anger or frustration or fear. You kind of project that on your spouse and now you've added that, like you just said, like the emotional component, you, now you just added even more stress on there on their shoulders. So I think it's important to have good communication, to share your feelings without putting like it, making it seem like you're shooting arrows at the spouse. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can speak to like your fears and what's bothering you and what has you upset and, and how you feel, but don't say, don't turn that into a blame game. Yeah. Because it's
0: not their fault. I mean, obviously, I don't think any spouse would want their husband or wife to lose their job. And going through that experience, it's not their fault. Um, There's so many unknowns. And so part of it's also fears. You know, I think that fears that are there on Mm -hmm. either side, um, you know, the person that's now, you know, carrying the financial weight on their shoulders and then the person who experienced a job loss, there's fear on both ends which then I think a lot of people react at it w- with anger, you know, because mm-hmm. they're scared. It's like a fight or flight kind of situation. Really. Sure. Um, but recognizing, you know, that's when you really need to come together really do need to come together because you're both, you're both feeling that uncertainty mm-hmm. and the person that is had, had experienced a job loss. I'm sure, you know, that's a huge blow to your ego. Mm-hmm. It's making you feel insecure and kind of question things or maybe what, who you are and where you are at that time, you know, that's, those are all understandable things. So it was, it was a learning experience. We learned right. a lot.
1: <laughs> well, and you know, there's, and, and it doesn't have to be just a job loss. Just, let's just say, you know, just tough finance. Yeah. It just There's so that happen, many things right?
0: that happen in life that are completely out of our control. You know, they're outside of a job loss, you know, as we, like we talked about earlier, um, you know, there could be family members that maybe need. You know, let's say somebody needs to move into your home and or you need to take care of a family member that's no longer able to take care of Mm -hmm. themselves. You know, these are things that I've seen that happen where um, I know somebody that had to stop working so they could take care of a family member. And so now they're going from two incomes to one. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had plenty of people that have had to do that for an elderly parent or a grandparent. And all of a sudden they're without that income. You know, maybe it's not forever, but it could be for a year. That's not something that's planned. Right. You know. Um, and there could be resentment there all of a sudden, wait a second, I was leaning on you for an additional, you know, especially if the dollars. decision
1: was made and, and it wasn't agreed upon. So, mm-hmm. right. If it just, it well, still may what ultimately I have to do, you right. know, I've got
0: to take care of this person. So there's a lot of situations like that where regardless if it's job loss or, um, you know, needing to take care of a family at the end of the day, you do need to kind of check yourself regroup. Come together with your husband and wife and have these conversations. And
1: really have a conversation that is honest honest, and we will get through this together. Mm -hmm. Nothing is allowed. Nothing is going to separate us. Period. Right? And agree on that emotionally from the front right from the start and it'll be helpful Mm -hmm. to then frame up those moments because there's still going to be moments where you're angry, where you're hurting, where you lash out. Right? Yeah. But if you always just try to both as the person lashing or the person receiving the lashing, like kind of take a breath and understand where it's coming from Mm -hmm. and then correct. And then apologize if you need to.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So those are the emotional, which is probably most of it, but there's also some tactical things you got to make sure you you do. Right. And Mm -hmm. if there is a a financial, you know, financial loss or, you know, a change Mm -hmm. in the negative, you really need to sit down and look at the budget and agree on, what you need to cut, mm-hmm. right? Like One person limit- just can't go slashing everything and make unilateral decisions. Well, we are—we're not going to spend that anymore. I'm turning this off. I'm not. We're not doing that. And all of a sudden, it overwhelms. The other person.
0: Yeah. And everything to... feels like it's spinning out of control. But if you right. agree together, I think one of the things we had, to, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I don't know if you guys do this, but there's so many memberships now. And, you know, I mean, you just sign up for membership here or there. You Five sign bucks up here, like, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. yeah. Like this channel, that channel. I've got, I added, <laughs> you know, I've got Peacock. I've got, you know, uh, We have way too many Prime, channels you know, I added, we have I had a jewelry membership, you know, magazines or books coming into my my. Amazon account, whatever those were, we had to step back and say, okay, let's, what's this membership? Let's eliminate this. I mean, just things that really weren't needs, you know, until we got back to where we normally are, you know, you just have to have those conversations, whether it's that situation or anything else. Yeah. Make it,
1: make it black and white, right? Instead of
0: one person slashing everything. That's a little jarring. But (laughs) I mean,
1: but I think emotionally, maybe some, that probably happens a lot. I'm sure you know they go off and it may be the right ultimately the right things to slash but
0: and it can be done out of panic or could it be yeah. it could be a power play. It well, could be I'm, a power play. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you got to be really mindful that's why I think when I say black and white is mm-hmm. put it on paper. Yeah. And and go through it. Mm-hmm. Together, agree on it and then, you know, adjust as you need to. Mm-hmm. But if you if if one person I think the biggest issue in that scenario is when one person starts unilaterally freaking out making decisions. Yeah. And the other person's left holding the bag emotionally
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not understanding what's going on. And then it's just, yeah, create resentment and then boom escalating to other arguments. It'll snowball. It will. Mm-hmm. I like that. That term snowballing into, you don't want to, you don't want things to grow and grow and grow when they could have been headed off right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. So,
0: yeah, I agree. Well, well
1: jinx. <laughs> jinx. There you go, babe. Babe. Why don't you kind of sum us up and and send us off today?
0: Yeah, so I think this was great. I mean, there's a lot of really great takeaways. And, um, you know, we would encourage you guys to, um, you know, wherever you are now, if you even haven't experienced these things, you know, just to start communicating regarding your current financial situation and where you want to be. I think summer is also a really big time where people like to spend. I know that's kind of my time where I like to spend, (laughs) but on vacation. So I'm still trying to push Tommy towards that trip to uh, Santorini. i putting it out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've put it out there many times. My love. We will at some point.
0: But we appreciate you guys listening again. And be sure to share the podcast with anyone, you know, that might be able to take some really good curls from this podcast. We'll be back next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews and we will answer any questions at feedback at DestinationMarriagePodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Destination underscore Marriage and visit our website at DestinationMarriagePodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.